seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Essentials podcast. Today we're going to be talking about marketing tips for the DIYer and specifically asking the question, should you build your own website? I'm Justin Kerr. I'm the graphic designer for the team. I'm joined by Alicia Piazza. I am the social media marketer on the team. And my name is Bill Parmentier. I am the photographer for the team. And together we are the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials team. team. I almost said Marketing Essentials Podcast. I mean, this close. A podcast is what we do. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just a little punchy after lunch, you know? Yeah, so. it's tough. It's yeah. tough. So, should you build your own website? As a small business owner, should you build your own website? And an answer? No. 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 <laughs> just don't do it. Um, Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We'll answer. be here next week. <laughs> it's a wrap. Um, I, I think... <clears throat> There's a lot of different ways to answer this question. Um, obviously, given the tools that are available now, uh, there absolutely you can build your own website. The question I think we're trying to answer today is: Should you build your own website? Exactly. Exactly. Right? Uh, not can you, because obviously you can if you want to. Um, you know, ten years ago, uh, you didn't have a choice. There were no tools for building your own website unless you knew code. And, you know, you had enough uh, savvy to know about uh, hosting and all the things that are involved in getting a website up and live. Uh, but nowadays, you know, tools like Wix and Squarespace make it very easy. You, know, you can put your website together and have it up in less than a day. Um, but, you know, if we ask the question, should you work on your own car, <laughs> you might have a similar conversation. It's like, Okay, you have the ability, you know, there are tools available and there are places where you can go and buy parts, but should you work on your own car? Well, I think there's pros and cons to to it, you know. (laughs) I just don't do anything on my own. Alicia's just like, no, don't do it, end of story. Okay, hire them. (laughs) I mean, there's there's definitely a lot to be said about doing that, but obviously... you have a valet that, like, puts out your outfit for for every day? I wish, yeah, I wish. (laughs) It'd be nice, but... Now, obviously, we're, we're joking... To an extent, but the reality is, there's going to be somebody out there who's listening to this and says, "Hey, you know, I can't afford to go and hire somebody to put together a, a, a website for me. Right? I want something as a stopgap for the time being until I can pull enough revenue in to be able to go in and hire a, a designer and a you know a social media manager and a photographer mm-hmm. that can do all that stuff. <clears throat> so our idea behind doing this is give you some tips to go on." Just until you can get to that point. This is right. not meant to be a, a long-term solution. Temporary. A temporary solution, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and when I'm talking to clients, um, usually if they're at the, they're a startup, they're, they're just putting their business together. Um, certainly, building your own website, as you said, just to have a presence, to have something there, yeah. uh, is something that I often recommend to them because there are budget limitations. Right. Um, but there's, you know, there's other things to consider besides strictly your budget. And some of the questions that we're going to talk about today in regards to, you know, should you build your own website is, um, aside from budget, is have you ever built one before? You know, do you have any experience in doing this? Um, And 
you know, if you've uh, if you've done a couple of say you know Squarespace sites or something like that, then okay, you probably know enough that you know you could successfully build a website. You know, sure. a most basic website. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a uh, what we call a, a brochureware site. So basically, an informational site doesn't have any custom functionality. You know, it's a typical you know homepage about us, what our services are, what our product is. Um, mm-hmm. No e-commerce. You know, maybe a contact form, just really basic site. Right. Mm-hmm. But well, now some of these points that, uh, or these options we're going to show today will give you the ability to do that. But then you're starting to get to the point where you really should start thinking about yeah. hiring a professional to help you on that. And, you know, a question I have gotten recently is um, with social media and people are like, well, do I even, if I can't afford a website right now, do I even need one if I have a Facebook or a profile or whatever? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like your digital storefront. It is. And if you get referrals, which is a common source of business for a, a lot of local companies, people are going to Google you. They're going to go look for you online to find things like your hours, your contact information, um, whatever it may be. So you need that kind of placeholder, even if it, you're just starting out. Absolutely. And even if uh, you're just starting out, they're going to go to your website to vet you. Yeah. Sure. They want to know, are you a legitimate business? Mm-hmm. What kind of background or history does this organization have? They want to see the people. I mean, as you know, uh, um, vain as that might sound, they want to see who they're going to be dealing with. So they'll mm-hmm. go to the staff page. They'll go to the About Us page, and they'll say, you know, what do these folks look like? You know? Yeah, I've actually vetted <laughs> out uh, potential, cust- uh, not customers, but places that I would go to see and find that they have a great Facebook page and then nothing as far as a website yeah and you're i'm like, usually like moving on are yeah. you like are they are they working out of the trunk of their car you know what's, right. what's the deal here yeah so you know it used to be you'd go to a brick and mortar location uh but nowadays your website like you said alicia is your brick and mortar locations where people go to mm-hmm. find out about you and do their research and vet you before they ever pick up the phone or email you right okay so for the sake of argument today we're talking primarily about just setting up an online billboard if you would just a, a for, for lack of a better word, or a yeah, brochure. Yeah, I mean, you can get brochure. a little bit more complicated, and we'll get into that when we start looking at the different uh, website building tools that are available. Mm-hmm. You can get as complex as you want, but again, it gets into the area of do you under, understand everything that you're building and how it works and how to optimize it? Because we'll also get into talking about tying your website into social media, and you know the content is very important. You know the written content, the images. Sure. And there's a lot to consider when building your own website. It's not just a matter of throwing some pages together and getting it up live. Yeah, wish you know? it were that easy. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's ultimately the way I approach my clients is that your website is your most important, one of your most important digital marketing tools. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, if you're going to build a website, you really need to understand the importance of what you're doing mm-hmm. you know, and the value of what you're building. Now, would you say to a potential client that has starting from square one, no social media, no website, no nothing, mm. what would you say? The, now, I've always told people that I've come across the website should be the first thing you're going after, even so much more so before social media. And maybe I'm wrong in my thinking. My, my thinking to that was because you're going to use your social media to point back to your website. Right. And if you don't have the website, you're pointing back to where? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would I would recommend that being one of the first you know blocks that you build is the website. Even before that, though, I would say get business cards. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. sure. You know, I was just talking online stuff. In, online in general. stuff, yeah. I would say website first. 
But I mean, there are cases where you know somebody just has a Facebook page and they're marketing themselves through that Facebook page. They don't have a website, and they're fairly successful. So there are exceptions, exceptions to the rule. To the rule. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if I were advising somebody, yes, a, a website, even if it's a simple one-page website. Sure, yeah. sure. Okay. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've run across, you and I, Justin, in, in our uh, dealings with people, we've run across clients that have no website. That, you know, yeah. we discuss having, they have no online presence whatsoever. No Facebook, no no social media, no. And, and if, you're, if you're a small business, or even if you're a big business, um, given where we are in 2018, you almost can't go without a website. Sure. Because, you know, I was talking with somebody today, it's like, Gone are the days of advertising in newspapers. I mean, people still do it, but it's but it's, it's it's quickly becoming uh, a marginal thing. Or yep. tradi- it's going to point you back to online. It's only such a so big of an ad, right? You know, mm-hmm. but nobody looks anything up in the yellow pages anymore. Do they even make yellow pages anymore? I got one the other day, and it was sitting on my front lawn, soaking wet. I don't know. I just they didn't yeah. even put it in the plastic bag. Yeah, you threw it right in the garbage, didn't mine you? Pretty much, yeah. Recycling. Yeah, pen. mine too. Yeah. So. so if you want people to know about you, they want them to be able to find you, and you want to be able to market yourself effectively, mm-hmm. you got to have a website. Yeah. Sure. So it goes, goes without question. So, um, you know, have you ever built one before would be the first question I would ask, you know. And, I think yeah. most people are going to say no. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. we open our businesses because we're good at what we do. I mean, you might have some people who are more technical but if you can't figure out like how to use your iPhone voicemail, then you probably should have built a website. Well, let me give you an example. <laughs> <laughs> let me give you an example. You, you might have somebody who is very tech savvy, and maybe you know maybe they're even an IT person, right? Mm-hmm. So they could technically build a site, but there's more to it than just the HTML, sure. right? There, there's the aspect of you know, the, the visual element of the site and there's the user experience of the site, you know. Mm-hmm. SEO, um, the back end. The exactly. Yeah. And we talked about a lot of this in the webinar that we yeah. did. You know, it's like there's a lot of things to consider in regards to a website. You know, what kind of experience is somebody going to have when they come to your homepage, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's more than just the technical aspect of it. So when you say, have you ever built one before? It's like, you may be tech savvy. You may be able to... Mm-hmm code and HTML, but do you know about all of the other elements that go into making a successful more, uh, digital marketing site? Mm-hmm. And uh, you run into it. The other <coughs> issue is if you don't have that information, uh, the, the proper information on how to do that, and then you try to find people to do it. I'm dealing with a client right now who has a website that was built by a person that obviously didn't know what they were doing. It was built on a, on a Wix platform. And they went built the website and then left hmm. left it for the company to, to deal with it yeah. the next person came behind and tried to update cer- certain parts of the website for text and things like that yep. and they left all kinds of typos so now I've been asked to come on board and take a look at this thing and say let's get this thing up to speed where it needs to be and even looking at the back end of this website is you're seeing the footprint of all these different people that had been there before, mm-hmm. and all of it's a mess. So, I guess though the the caveat I would say to anybody that's building their own website, do it with the idea in mind that this is a short term thing. Because if you're looking at it long term, and you ha- and you just have somebody fly by night coming together and put it helping you put right. it together and then disappear, you're gonna have a lot more headaches than it's worth later on down the line. 
And yeah. I talked to a lot of clients that are in that situation. You know, they had, you know, nephew Joey build them a website, mm-hmm. and now they're ready to move up to the next iteration. They want to build a new website, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they find out that they don't own the website that was built. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. the the domain name <coughs> which gets registered is in the name of whoever built the site, mm-hmm. and they don't have access. They don't know who the host is. They don't have access to the host files, so they can't change anything about the site. They can't access the site, and they can't move it or replace yeah. it because they don't. They're not registered. They're, they don't own the site. Yeah, and I just on that note, there are a lot of like small digital marketing companies out there that are like kind of national, and they will market to you as having a very inexpensive website platform. But what they don't tell you is that if you ever end your subscription with them, so it's a low cost for the website. But then you have to pay them every single month, and you don't own that website. So if you stop paying them, it shuts you down. Website yeah. gone. And 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 then the other problem that you run into is now you've spent how how long building up your customer base to go and training them to go to a certain website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you've got to reintroduce a new website. And domain all the name, links online. A new, yeah, new yeah. domain name. Get right. all your whatever, information ported over. Whatever SEO you've built up with that original site, you've lost. It's it. gone. Yeah. yeah, and we all know. Well, at least us here know that SEO takes time to build. It's not yeah. like and, you just put up a website and, and boom, it's clear, done. We're talking about search engine search optimization, yeah. meaning the ability for people to find you through a Google search mm-hmm. and where you rank. In those yes. search results, absolutely. So it takes a while to build that up, build up your reputation with Google, and build up your standing. Mm-hmm. And if you switch uh, domains, oftentimes you can lose all of that hard work. Yep. Yeah. And, and then you're going to end up having to fix all your listing sites out there, and you're going to have to get a subscription service for that, which is going to cost you yep. a couple hundred a month. And so in the end, you paid, you got away cheaper in the beginning, but it's costing you in the long run. Yeah, right. and that, and that's the right. so I guess what, what we we've come to is. The first thing, I guess, before we even talk about building a website, is make sure the domain name itself is in it's your name. You. Right. Yeah. Make and sure it's not you a hard are, thing to do. No, no. I mean, it, we we grabbed one for the the marketing essentials team in what two minutes? Yeah. But yeah. if you if you are working with a site builder that keeps it inside of their GoDaddy account or Namecheap account, it could be hard to get your hands on that. You know, even if you paid for it. Could be. So you yeah. want to make sure that it's well, inside of your account. Here's, here's a little instant, interesting little trick that you can do that most people don't realize. Even if you do a domain, uh, a company that will hold on to it on their own, on their own so GoDaddy or Google. Square, Squarespace. Squarespace, for a good example. What you can do is use a temporary domain name, for whatever that happens to be. And say on your business cards you have a specific domain name. Meaning, like from, for instance, my, uh, my business website is wparmentier.com. That is owned by me through Google Domains. I buy that. Mm-hmm. And I have that redirect to my Squarespace site. Okay. So, so by redirecting, if anything happens where I move away from Squarespace at some point in time, I still have the wparmentier.com domain. And Squarespace has nothing to say about it. Same thing can go when you're talking about these companies that will build for you on a subscription service. Mm-hmm. Just buy a domain separate of what they're giving you. Mm-hmm. Make that the important domain that you put on your business cards and all your other stuff. When that way, when the day comes that you have to break from them, you will still own the domain and you've built up the SEO on that domain name as opposed to their service. Good point. So I mean, that's so, just, we, so we've already talked of, about a few website builders. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we should take a look at that uh, okay, graphic we, that we've got. 
that a... ranks um, the website builders. And this is from uh, 2018. It was a survey of all the different uh, website builders that are available. Okay, it's up on the screen now. So Yeah, it ranks them by... You know a lot of different categories. You know about the features they have and their, um, you know their customer service and a whole bunch of different categories. So now yeah. some of these I've never even heard of, truthfully. Yeah, I think <laughs> like the ones that I, I don't know that one. I think I recognize Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, and I know GoDaddy markets that you can have a website with them. Right. Oh, Duda, right. I think is newer or something. But yeah. now let me ask you a question, Justin, being you being the website guru. Um, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? Always oh, scary when somebody says that to you. Huh? I really recently found out the origin of that word guru, which is interesting. Um, why are you laughing? Because she's going, oh, we just went on a uh, tangent. and trail. Trail. Now, gu Guru is simply means uh, a teacher or a guide that brings lightness to the dark. Is that sort of like Swami? What language is it from? I, I want to say it's Hindi, but don't, don't quote me on that. Yeah. I have no so, idea. Sorry, but anyway, that's so. Anyway, sorry. So, now, so yeah, not Latin, now, now my question. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to the screen here, but yep. the, the uh, my question is: when you're setting up a website for somebody and mm -hmm. they're starting from scratch, they don't have a domain, they don't have a hosting service, the whole nine yards. Do you take into account what they do and kind of point them towards the best service for that? You know, if they're for, say, for instance, in my case, if I were a photographer coming to you. Um, is there a certain type of website or web hosting service that you would point me to? So different industries, different platforms for different industries? Yes, yes, okay. so that's my question. Yeah. Well, let's separate it out. There's, there's the tools you use to build the website, and then mm -hmm. there's hosting, and those are really two different things. Now, a lot of these builders offer hosting. So, for example, my website, justincurdesign.com, happens to be a Squarespace site. Mm -hmm. So I built it through them. They host it. It's all inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, however, um, you can, um, with some of these builders, host them in other places. Sure. And there's a ton of hosting companies out there. I mean, GoDaddy is one of the most you know mm -hmm. well-known. Uh, but there's Bluehost and there's one to one. There's Hostgator and a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so for, for the question that I had was basically on the builder part itself, not okay. necessarily the hosting. But so, so if you, so if you were yeah, talking, so it, you know, for example, let's say it's just a simple brochureware site. Um, almost any of these tools would be fine for that. Okay. But if you wanted to get into, you know, selling things from your site, you wanted it to have an e-commerce component then some of these would be better suited to you than others because some of them uh, offer uh, e-commerce and some of them offer different features within e-commerce. Okay. And then there are platforms um, that are strictly e-commerce like Shopify and Magento. Okay. okay. And those aren't necessarily, um, I mean, they are site builders in a way, but they're... they're More like WordPress level? They're targeted specifically towards e-commerce platforms oh, and they're okay. very robust and complex and you can do a lot of things with them sure i mean that also brings up a good point i've actually worked with marketers who if they're like oh you host on this platform we can't work with you mm. really why is that Yeah, because when you're doing something like e-commerce online and you're generating sales from facebook and instagram if your website 
stinks, the marketer doesn't want to be held accountable for your low conversion rates. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so, so there's also considerations, uh, security considerations too. SSL so and whatnot. If your site is, um, if your database, which is tied to your site, is contains sensitive information, either uh, patient information or, uh, you know, credit card data. Credit card data. It's a big one. You, your host, whoever's hosting your site, has to provide you certain security features so that if your site gets hacked, you're covered. You know, all that data, right. you know, they're covered. Yeah. So what's that saying? You should know what you're getting into bed with, or yeah. like. You should just know these things beforehand because... Right, so, so can we take a step back for one second? I have one other question that I just kind of dawned on me as we were talking about sure. this. I noticed that some of these sites here that you have uh, listed, and I'm, let me put it up on the screen so people can see it again. Yep. Um, some of these sites have a free aspect to it. What are your thoughts on on the free versions of the of these websites? Like, I know Wix does a uh, a free version, as so does I believe Weebly, if I'm not mistaken. Free right. samples, good. Free marketing tools, be careful. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, uh, you just get limitations, and it's just like I don't know. There's some there's some really awesome free marketing tools out there. Mm. And then sometimes it's just like we were talking about stock images being free and they're not the best quality and I don't right. know. So yeah, what I, do you I, say, Justin? You're the website person. I, Sorry. I, I, no, okay. That's okay. I would say, you know, I agree with you. Free is great, but there are limitations. So, you know, in some aspects you may be limited as to the features that are available mm -hmm. uh, or you may be limited to um, being just a personal site and not a and not a business site and in some cases in most cases you can't take their branding off at all so, right so, so you have like that little thing at it'll the say like like i know wix's free site used to it i haven't been there recently used to have it's powered there. by wix or something like right. that that you couldn't take off until you jumped up into their pay tier squarespace the same thing you know, i think that little badge on there a little tacky well, I, I don't know. Maybe that's me. It's, it's the price of free. Sure, sure. So you know, <laughs> that's a good. I've never heard it said that way. The price of free. I like that. So, I would say if you have, if your business has any goals for growth, you'd be very, very limited by getting into a free site. Sure. Unless they allow you to scale easily, and some builders do, and some builders don't. Okay. So I would say, you know, know what you're getting into. And this goes back to the question of, you know, should you build your own website? Well, there's a lot of research involved. You want to make sure that you're getting the right web builder for your purposes. And you have to be thinking beyond just the next six months. You've got to be yeah. thinking two or three years yeah. down the road. What's your business strategy? Is right? it going to transport over to whatever you decide to go to later on down the line? Exactly. Is it something that goes easy? Is it something that you're going to have to redo? All the work you did in the beginning. Right? Well, the typical lifespan of a website, and this is just based on the advance in technology and how fast it moves. Typical lifespan of a website is about three to five years. Okay. Yeah. You know? I, feel, I, I feel like... Now, before it goes away completely, or is this or is this just till it gets upgraded? upgraded? Like, this yeah. business has been around longer mm -hmm. than five years. Yes. Yes. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that at the three to five year point, there are there are new technologies and new features that you may want to take advantage of. Oh, I get you. Okay. Which would require you to either upgrade your site, or maybe build a whole new site to accommodate those features. Mm -hmm. And just trends, like just, I mean, I think we look back and websites used to be all about the the flash for a certain period of time. Oh, was like oh, a big deal. Flash. Now I feel like <laughs> yeah, websites are do. kind of gravitating towards yeah. that very simple. Um, 
I mean, these are the websites I tend to like, but like that that unique that USP right in front that you know getting yeah, the people unique service proposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very it's funny how all these podcast topics keep coming back around, don't they? <laughs> everything is related. That's right. But um, the trends change. What people are used to changes, and now mobile is huge too. So right, yeah, right. And a lot of these builders accommodate that very easily. They you know they provide you templates that are. I can't really think of a better term, kind of idiot-proof. You know, they give you some Funny. boxes to fill in yeah. your content, but they make sure those boxes are responsive so that, you know, whether you're looking at the site on your desktop or your laptop or your phone, that right. the site conforms to those mobile standards. Oh, with, so you don't have to think about it. They just automatically Without a do doubt, it. it's right now it's a lot easier to build your own website than it was five years ago. Oh, where you had yeah. to know how to code. You didn't, you didn't Exponentially know. more easy. Yeah. But so, with that comes its whole new set of problems. I still talk to a lot of people who aren't aware that there's a difference between having a, a desktop version and a mobile version versus what responsive is. And that it kind of surprises me sometimes. Mm. But Yeah, and this is where I have to be very careful when I talk to, you know, people outside my <laughs> expertise not to use a lot of tech jar- jargon you know um, so responsive is just basically how your site responds to being on different platforms so from desktop to laptop to tablet to mobile and the responsiveness has to do with your content so you know what a nice big graphic banner with some with some content over it and you know three little boxes underneath with some service features looks great on a desktop or laptop but what happens when it gets down to Mm -hmm. a phone you know what happens to that content and it used to be you had to decide okay what content do I want to go away yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know but now it's like no no you want all the content there and available now you may layer it you may work it you know in different ways so that it's there but people access it differently and their experience is different on a phone versus say a desktop and, and a, a great uh, example of that is, or the reason why you want to make sure it's optimized for all of those I was not too long ago I was at a uh, an event where there's a speaker that came from Google and was telling us about how to optimize websites and video and a bunch of other things one of the things that stood out for me is Google is now starting to penalize you on your SEO rankings if your website does not conform to the different yeah. types of you know mobile devices, mobile yeah. devices. so if it's if it's strictly built on a desktop only platform, if it's you're, not in mobile friendly, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You get penalized. Well, mm-hmm. you can have a mobile version and a desktop version, but responsive is key. It's got to be yeah. I've still seen that. I don't recommend having a separate mobile site at all. Oh no, absolutely. Sounds not. like a nightmare to have so to keep separate updated. domain. It's a whole other set of headaches as far as maintaining that site. You, you take a really big hit on SEO if you have a separate mobile site. Absolutely. Plus, you're doubling the work to get it out on both platforms. Exactly. It was the quick solution, though, when, when mobile first started becoming yes. big. Sure. Companies started offering mobile websites, but now it's responsive. And so, quick, like, I don't know if you do this, but on your desktop, if you take a website and you shrink your browser down, so if you want to pull up a site, maybe, I don't even know if you want to. Actually, do I'll show you a cool little trick that I actually happen to have on this website. There's actually a plugin that you can buy, or that you get for free from uh, Google Chrome. Mm-hmm. And I'll show it to you real quickly here. And it will show you? It's a responsive emulator. Yeah, watch. Oh, what nice. it's, it's an okay. emulator, so what I'm going to do is just come over here. Now, up in the upper right-hand corner of my screen is a little mask icon. If I click on this, it does nothing. Because this <laughs> website is maybe not... 
Um, oh, this one okay. should be. Um, okay, so now you see a little Dropbox that drops down. I can emulate video. anything I want. So say I want to see what it looks like on an iOS, which is an iPhone platform. Click on this, and then I can pick iPhone or iPad. Let's say the iPhone. Perfect. And now it just it just shows you what the what it looks like on an iPhone six. This probably isn't the best site to do it on. No, no. Um, I mean, you could pull yeah. up our marketing Actually, website. Actually, I can pull up mine for that matter. Doesn't matter. Marketing essentials team. Oh yeah, sorry. Plug I was, yourself, Harry, Bill. I'm plugging myself. <laughs> Come on. No problem. You can't blame a guy for trying, can it's you? The marketing essentials team. Oh, that's the, us. The, Who are these guys? The marketing essentials. Oh, that's the webinar site, but it's going to take me there anyway, right? Yeah. Hey, there we go. Okay, so this is what it would look like on an iPhone six. Uh, no. <laughs> no? No. It would not look this way on an iPhone. Oh, okay, let's try it again. Let's see where we're at. iPhone 6. Your emulator might be broken, Bill. I, I think your emulator's broken. My emulator's broken. Well, anyway. Squeeze it down. Can you squeeze your screen down or it won't yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. Just take your browser and... and no, because then you're going to see a weird backdrop. It's going to be uh, all kinds of weird. Well, if you take it's your browser... It's supposed to emulate. Why is it not? It's definitely not emulating because I've looked at our website on it's, mobile. Maybe the extension's broken, Bill. Maybe the extension's broken, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Update your Chrome, your <laughs> Safari. Ah, uh, for crying out loud. But you can just like. Hey, look! It looks nothing. Nothing changed. Just squeeze the browser. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that is what you're seeing. Is you're seeing the content respond to the different size browser window as if it were a tablet. I'm trying to do this with a trackpad. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Testing your... Testing my abilities so, to do this with a trackpad so off of a laptop. So that's like a phone. That would be like a phone setup. Or, yeah, or a small Hey, a look, small at those, look at those good-looking mugs. A small tablet. Yeah, there are some of those. There were, we used to call it a... Um, the phones that were so big, they were almost a tablet. We called them phablets. The tablets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, look at these But look at these, these are all things that you need to take in consider, into consideration. And when you're testing the way that your website um, is used, don't just test it on desktop and be like, yes, everything looks good. Right. Test it on a tablet. Test it on your phone. Because mm -hmm. um, you're going to drop traffic. People are not okay, going to <laughs> wait, you know, yep. for things to load or kind of pinch and squeeze or whatever. Pinch and squeeze. You can't do that so, on a laptop. Sorry. No, no, you can't. But there's nothing worse than going to a site on your phone and having to do the old pinch and zoom. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. I mean, there's no there's no website in 2018 that should do that. You know. But you I still run across them. I know. I do too. I do too. And it's uh, you know it's it's so 2005. <laughs> and what does that say to me when I see a website like that about a business? It says to me that they just don't. Like care that much about their users, or maybe they're just well, not marketing. I, I, I think part of it is they may not even realize it. Yeah. Like like we said, most right. business owners don't give that That's much true. thought. They they hire somebody, or they have an uncle uncle or a cousin that builds the website for them, and they go, "Oh, it looks good but on my lap, a, my desktop. I'm it's done." It's a frustrating experience on a phone having to pinch and zoom to be able to see like, where, what's the phone number, or where? Maybe I just take it personal. I'm like, oh, they don't care about me. I well, can't use this website. I, I think because of what you do, <laughs> so yes, I can understand that response. But you live on your phone, but right? For your average user, it's just a frustrating experience, and user experience is very important. Uh, you know, we've said before. You know, when you show up on a website, uh, your website has five to seven seconds to be able to grab that person's attention, let them know the who, what, and why. Mm -hmm. right? And if they're taking five to seven seconds to do this, yeah, they're <laughs> gone. They're yeah. off to something else. I mean, some people will suffer through that, you know, because you know they they just they're willing to work for it. But you're really putting up a lot of barriers for yeah, your sure. prospective clients. Right. Yeah. Right. So. so yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're doing your own, how can you take these, are these tools going to help you kind of 
figure this stuff out or well, how do you do that? Well, some of them are already responsive enough. Like Squarespace automatically does that. So that right. way any website you're building on the desktop will transfer over to mobile. Okay. I mean, some of these uh, build-it-yourself <clears throat> platforms will provide um, a lot of the stuff does it for you like responsive okay uh, and they'll make it very easy for you to set up things like forms or image galleries you know they, they make it as simple as possible now in that regard it does limit your ability to customize a lot of things mm -hmm. but if you're okay using the templates that they provide and sort of working within the boxes that they provide mm -hmm. um, yeah you can do this very easily and they make hosting easy and they try to make it as simple as possible now, where the tool ends and you begin is your content. Because sure. they're not going to create your content for you. No. And even though they may have a great sort of a user forum or user community that can help you think about things like that, you're on your own. You know, you, you need to come up with your content. You've got to make sure it's compelling. You've got to think about how to strategically place that content on your site. What can content include? Well, content is, you know, the, the, the site builders basically give you the box, mm -hmm. right? A really nice box, but you have to fill the box with your written content, any imagery, video, okay. um, you know, tie-ins to your social uh, networks, yeah. all of that. So... You, if you're going to build your own website, you, you, it's not just building the site. It's not just you know putting up the house. You got to put all the furniture in it. You got to decorate. And content goes beyond words. I think people think like content marketing and, and blogs got a big, yeah, like, word you know text and stuff. But content is more than just your oh it is written stuff. Because if you get to a website and all it is is just like written paragraphs of <laughs> like I've seen no. it. I've seen it. <laughs> I was I was on a local website. I'm not going to say the, the, the name of the, the, the uh, company, but the first page, you opened up the page, it had a picture that was about this big yeah. and all text. Yeah. And, it, and not to pick on anybody, but that's when you get that five to seven seconds, how many people are going to take the time and go, oh, let me read through this eight paragraphs worth mm -hmm. of material that's on the front page. Right. So, you know, now you're getting into the realm of your you know, you've got the site built, that's great. You've figured out, okay, how many pages you want, what the pages are going to be. Mm -hmm. But now you've got to start thinking about content. So you've moved out, of the, moved out of the builder stage, and now you're doing strategy. You're doing content strategy. You're doing design. You know, so now you're wearing those hats. Yeah. And it's not just, oh, I've got this content from my old site, or I've got this content that I've written. You don't just dump it on a page. You've got to think about how to strategically place it. And the other thing that most people don't realize when they're doing something quick and easy like, oh, you know, because granted, all of these sites are saying it's easy to build a website. It is. And it is. It's very easy to yeah. build a website. But what I think most people don't realize, it's easy to build it, but it takes a lot to maintain it, to keep going. At, you know, it's not something you just set and forget. There's very few websites out there that you can just put it together and never have to look at it again. Mm -hmm. it's just what not, do you mean by maintain? Maintaining it, keeping the content fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's something that, if you have a picture or a, a video from 10 years ago on there, that might hold up for a little while, but right. you're, if you have returned clients or customers or visitors to your website and they see that same video over again, they're, more le they're less likely to come back. Same testimonials or team, I see yeah. this a lot, team members on a website. So yeah. like people 
are part of the business and then they move on and they're that's no longer on part. the staff. That's, that's another great part yeah, of it. Yeah, and it just doesn't look good. And if you're thinking of your website, and you should be thinking of it this way, if you're thinking of it as a digital marketing tool, then you need to consider, like you said, keeping that content fresh and making sure that your landing pages, where people are going to likely end up, mm-hmm. uh, are compelling and draw them further into the site. Mm-hmm. That you're building expertise through what you write on the site, whether it's uh, blog posts um, or whether it's including testimonials from your customers mm-hmm. uh, or maybe long-form white papers that you're providing that people can download. This is another huge pet peeve of mine. and. I'll go to a website where they, you know, uh, somebody that I frequent that has maybe a, ha, does events of some sort. You know, they may have, like, Easter was not too long ago, so right. they may have an Easter egg hunt, you know, and they put that up on the page. And all of a sudden you go there in June and the, back Easter to the egg website, still there. and the Easter egg hunt photo is <laughs> yeah. still there. It's like, do you care enough about your, uh, to me, my mind is, do right. you even care enough about your customers to change that? Obviously, you're not giving a lot of attention to it, and you're also telling anybody that visits after the fact that you don't. Right, and if you're a website DIYer, these are things you have to take into consideration. You built it, you own it, you change it. Exactly. But you have a website designer or a team, that's where things can, uh, right. can take it off your plate. Right, exactly. So you have to you know, ask yourself, am I willing to commit the resources necessary to do this, and it's you know, there's a learning curve involved. Mm-hmm. There's a time commitment. You know, you have to create your content. You have to place it into the site. You have to maintain your content on the site. Make sure it stays fresh. Then you've got to think about tying it into any kind of social network like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. So there's just a lot of moving parts there, other than simply building the framework of the site. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in, in summation, because we're getting pretty close to the end of the podcast at this point. Mm. I, I see three takeaways from this that we need to, to think about. One, building your own website should only be a temporary solution. Right. A stopgap. Yep. Two, you need to understand that the content is king, so to speak, that yes. it, it needs to be updated frequently and yes. properly. Okay. And three, it's not always going to save you money in the long run because you're going to possibly have to go back and redo a lot of things when you finally do get to the point of upgrading to having somebody else build a, and, a website for you. And speaking of the, the fourth one? <laughs> well, you brought up a good point, save you money. Think about all the time you spent yes, getting so you, this done when you're not running your business. Well, <laughs> and, and that's the problem because if you're a cash flow poor company, you may have no choice but to do it. And that's yeah. fine. you got to do what you got to do. True. I guess but it ulti- the time and money. But ultimately, you need to realize that if you don't have the money now, it's going to take you more money to make the switch over later. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've, I've helped clients get into those entry-level sites mm-hmm. like Squarespace and Wix. And, you know, the role I've played is, you know, building that for them using the tool mm-hmm. and then helping them think strategically about their content. And it's a, you know, it's a lower entry-level than, you know, something that's more sophisticated like a custom WordPress site or even a custom coded site. Mm-hmm. Um, but still... You know, there is, you know, it's, it's enough of an involvement that you really should have a marketing budget set aside sure. that includes, you know, money for building a website and money for putting together a social network, a social marketing strategy, you know, and I'll even say, you know, think about your content. It's like, you know, images and video are key to marketing 
online. You know, we've seen it in websites, we've seen it in social media. So are you going to be using stock? Are you going to be using stuff you shot with your iPhone? Or do you, have you set aside some money to hire a photographer to give you custom imagery to put on your site and on your social media channels? Sure. Yeah. So. So. Wow. <laughs> did, we, did we cover? Uh, I think we beat that one to the ground. And, even and, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the end result is, you know, like you said, it's, it's a fine for an entry level. Yeah. But at some point, if you're serious about growing your business and using your website as a digital marketing tool, you need to hire a professional or sure. a team of professionals. Actually, I wonder where you could find somebody like that. I don't know. Could it be the Marketing Essentials team guys? Something? Yeah, we, I Maybe. think we saw that website before. Yeah, I think we're on that website after that W. Parmentier Photography. Thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug yet again. No, I'm kidding. But, um, uh, well, speaking of shameless plug, we should probably talk about who our... Uh, Podcast sponsor is for today. Well, it's not really. They don't know they are. They don't know they, they, don't know they are. We've, they we've are. made them the unofficial sponsor. That's right. We're going to say the unofficial sponsor of the Marketing Essentials podcast. Today's is podcast. Of today's podcast. Right. So it's Yacht Club Soda. And the reason that we have Yacht Club Soda here, if you haven't been following the podcast, uh, Alicia here is a transplant from Connecticut. And we have been trying to sort of indoctrinate her into Rhode Island and a lot of Rhode Island traditions. So we have, uh, what have you experienced so far? Oh, well, so let's see. We have coffee, coffee milk. Mm -hmm. uh, Autocrat coffee crack. milk. That's, that's important. Yes, yes, you can't just say coffee Because there are milk. some posers out there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and wieners. Yeah. Right. New York oh, system. New York system yes. wieners. Uh, Rocky Point clam cakes. Yep. And I think that's, and then you guys, Bill and Justin. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah well, we're part of your Rhode Island experience. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, You're I guess you're introducing you, me to all this awesome stuff. You, you've been around long enough, Justin. I guess we can call you Rhode Islander. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I appreciate changes. that. I'm not a native. You know, Bill's a native. Uh, I've only been here since. I'm representing 86, for Rhode Island. Remember so. that. Um, but today we're going to sample some of uh, Yacht Club's finer sodas. We've got root beer and uh, golden ginger ale and their cola. Nice. So. We're going to do a taste test. Uh, I think you want this, right? Yeah. Without me hitting Alicia? That's not it. We're going to pause for a second. We'll, we'll come right back once we get our glasses filled. So, And we're back. We're going to make uh, Alicia try to figure out how to drink the soda with the mic in her way. I think we're I all going to have to figure that one out. Okay, so which one? That's okay. You just blew somebody's eardrums out who's wearing uh, earbuds. So. Can you hear the bubbles? Can you hear that fist? No. Oh. Be quiet. Okay. Maybe, well, it's well carbonated quite, yeah. and looking delicious. <laughs> and Justin wore some of it, so we know that's a so fact. Cheers to the Barking Essentials team. Which one are we doing first? This cola? This is, at no bill, the root beer. I think I have root beer. <laughs> You're confusing me. I'm, you so, I'm so confused. <laughs> so first up, we have the Yacht Club root, root beer. beer. Can you guys explain Yacht Club to me? I think I've seen it around. Yacht Club's actually a Rhode Island-based soda company. Mm -hmm. uh, based out, I believe, out of Newport. If I'm not mistaken, delicious. that's the the uh, yacht club name. Justin, take a look. I don't I think their bottling plant is in Newport. No, but I think it was based out of Newport uh, originally. Okay, I like that. That root beer yeah, was delicious. Yeah, it is because uh, they. Um, well, actually, wait. They, yes, no, uh, maybe so. Oh, you know what's interesting is they have different line landmarks on their different bottles. So, like this is Cliff Walk, the, the uh, Newport, the Cliff Walk. Yep. Yeah. But I was looking for the um, the bottling location. You're the guy with the glasses on, so 
You tell me. That is really good. The root beer was delicious. Okay, let's go on to the next one here so what we don't end up with a 20-minute combination. Alicia, you've got young eyes. What does this say here? <laughs> oh, that is hard to read. Um, they're actually out of Centerdale, Rhode Island. Centerdale. Centerdale. There you go. Sure. Yeah. I knew that. I thought I'd driven by their place before. Okay, so when they're doing so the... What did we think of the root beer? The root beer, I, I thought it was pretty it. good. That was... Yeah? I mean, I'm, par- I'm partial to A&W root beer, but... I A&W is nice. I, I like... Mug? IBC. Oh, IBC is good. IBC because it's got a little bit of an edge to it. Mm. You smell this like wine. Okay, so the, this was the, <laughs> the next one is the golden. Does it have ginger. good legs? This is what? We're not spitting this out yeah. or anything, right? <laughs> this right. is on purpose. So if you do, go that way. <laughs> no. So this is golden ginger ale. I'm not sure what the difference between golden and regular ginger ale is, but it could be it's aged a little bit. I, like us? Well, golden? no. What, <laughs> golden years. When I was in the Midwest, they had a ginger ale called Verner's. I've had Verner's. It's Verner's is ginger ale, but it's aged in oak barrels, so it's got a little bit of an edge to it. I've had Verner's. I like that. I like Verner's. I can taste the difference between this and like the ginger ale, like the big brand ginger ale. This one's got almost like a mellow taste to it to me. Yeah, I like that's this. What I, feel I do like. too. Yeah, I like it too. I like this. Yeah. Okay, Good and finally, and finally the the cola, which uh, Alicia called Coca Cola earlier, but we won't tell anybody. The classic. The, the classic. classic cola. Here we go. Yes. Mm. I don't like soda, like Coke in general. Yeah, I don't like. I gotta say, I don't care for that one. This one's a little. Yeah, it's a little flat. Yeah, maybe I don't don't mean like fizzy. No, no, no. Maybe it's because Justin shook the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. So we're gonna give Yacht Club a pass on that one. Um, Because Justin shook it up. User error. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, what we didn't say at the end of last uh, podcast, but. Um. If you want to know a little bit more about what we're doing, you want to uh, find out more about us, find more about us, listen to previous podcasts. Uh, you can subscribe to the iTunes podcast all on our website at themarketingessentialsteam.com. You can also join us on Facebook at the Marketing Essentials Team. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything as far as uh, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes? Yes, and That's- you can. Excuse me, there. <laughs> <A little> carbonation. <laughs> That's what happens when we give him uh, soda. Yeah. <laughs> things get things get bad. Uh, you can also check out our webinar. Yes. Uh, on marketingessentialsteam.com. Yes. All right. Did I cover everything? I think we covered everything. Oh my goodness. So on that note, before Justin blows up, <laughs> we're going to say goodbye for now. We'll see you next time on the uh, Marketing Essentials podcast. Bye, see you guys. Bye.